Welcome to this edition of Back to Basics with Pastor Brian Broderson. Regardless of the outward circumstances, if you put your faith in Jesus, this is what you will know. You will know that something has happened. And you know, maybe you're desperate. Maybe nobody knows you're desperate. Nobody knows how desperate you are. Maybe you've done well at concealing that and keeping that in, but you know you're desperate. And you wonder how, what is the answer? What, how do I get relief? How do I get help? Well, I'm telling you right now, Jesus is the answer to it. Today on Back to Basics, Pastor Brian continues his study in the Gospel of Mark. Join us as Pastor Brian concludes his teaching on Mark, chapter 5, verses 21 through 43, in a message titled, Jesus and the Desperate. Now, here's Pastor Brian. Our temptation is to think that somehow, I don't know, you know, God lost control of the situation or he didn't care or he doesn't love me or, you know, whatever we might think. But no, it's not that at all. It's that God is, is actually, he's, he's going to, in the bigger picture, he's going to use all of these things. Now, as I said, this woman, she is for Jairus, a builder of his faith. And so even when the word comes that your daughter is dead and Jesus says, you know, j- don't be afraid, just, just believe, he's got that, like I said, that immediate testimony from that woman to say, okay, even though she died, okay, Lord, I, I will believe. And you see, God has given us witness all throughout the ages of his faithfulness in order to build up our faith so that when we find ourselves in these times of desperation, that we don't panic, that we don't make the wrong decision, that we don't run to the wrong place thinking that we're going to get the solution there, but that that we would be able to trust the Lord. And he's given us that, first of all, in the pages of Scripture. See, one of the reasons why we as Christians need to be immersed in our Bibles is because God has, you know, put his word together and interwoven all of these stories about people. Have you ever noticed that when you're reading through the Bible? You know, sometimes you're reading just these stories about people like, you know, who are these people? And they, they're just so ordinary. And it's like somebody, you know, following you around for a few weeks and writing down your daily activity and events and then sticking it in a book that's going to be eternal. You would think, well, why would anybody do that? And I'm sure that if people from those previous generations realized that, wow, their story is just going to be told over and over and over and over again for thousands of years to strengthen the faith of other believers, they would have never imagined that that could be the case. But that is what was happening. Now, the Bible, as we know, is a, a lot of the Bible is historical narrative. It's the, it's the lives of these people. But this isn't just there just to tell us what happened. It's there to show us what we can expect God to do in our lives 
in the various situations that we find ourselves in and the various circumstances that we enter into, whether they're just, you know, ordinary decision-making processes or times of intense desperation. So that's why we need to be in God's word. He's given us his word. And, and it's the stories that we fall back on and we realize just like this man could look at this woman and say, I can trust. Okay, I'm gonna believe because of her story that I just witnessed. And so we open the pages of scripture and we say, you know, look at what God did here with this person. And, and look, look what he did with, with that person there. You know, a lot of people think that the Bible is, they think it's outdated, they think it's irrelevant, they think it's, you know, why, why would anybody even bother to read the Bible? What, what benefit does it have for me today? Well, many, many, many benefits, but one of them is this one that I'm talking about. It reminds us of how God faithfully works in the lives of his people. And so we take these stories and we say, you know, what God did here with them is similar to my story. And God, I'm going to trust you that the outcome in my story is going to be similar to the outcome of their story. You know, in my own personal experience, uh, I, I have gone through desperate seasons in my life. You know, sometimes I, I will allude to that up here. And I rarely, publicly have never really, you know, gone into a ton of detail about it. Some people who know me well and know me a long time know some of the details. But, but I went through a long, long season of illness where I was in times of deep, deep depression and things. And, and I, when I think of desperate, I, I know by experience what desperate is. I know times of, of panic and anxiety that I just so desperate at that moment, like, what, what am I going to do? And, and I can stand here today and tell you that it was through so often the pages of scripture that God would meet me and, and give me something to put my trust in that, that, would, that would bring me through. And if I could show you my older Bibles, I, I could show you dates and scriptures that are underlined and promises that God spoke to me at the time that he did indeed fulfill. And that's what God wants us all to have through his word. Because Paul, in writing to the Roman church, said this. He said, the things that were written before, talking about what we call the Old Testament, he said, those things were written for our learning that we through the patience and comfort of the scriptures might have hope. So you see that that's why God gave us his word. So the best thing you can do for yourself in preparation for the desperate hour that will come, they come to all of us. The best thing you could possibly do is just be rooted in God's word so that when those desperate times come, you have that place to flee and you have those many examples to say, Lord, I this is that person that I, I identify with and, and I see what you did with them. And Lord, I believe that for myself. That's faith. But we have not only the biblical record, but you know, we have what's called church history as well. Because the work of God in the lives of people didn't stop with 
the completion of the scriptures. The work of God in the lives of his people goes on, right? On and on and on and on to, to this very day. And I have also found much hope and comfort and strength and peace through reading about the lives of the saints beyond the biblical period. And that's why I encourage people, you know, read church history, read the biographies of Christians, read the biographies of missionaries, because these, these things will strengthen your faith. They will show you the faithfulness of God. They will show you what God does in certain circumstances. You know, a lot of times I, I hear stories about things you, you probably heard. This young man went to this island off of India as, you know, hoping to go and share the gospel with them. And he was murdered by them. They don't want any people, you know, interrupting their society there. So like others before him who have gone, he was also killed. And there's all kinds of conversation about that in the, in the media and, you know, people questioning why somebody would even do something like that. And, there, you know, a variety of opinions on, you know, did he do it right? Should he have done it at all? And so forth. His name is John Chow. And uh, at 27, 28 years old or something like that. And, you know, so he's, he's gone now down in history as a martyr. But right when I heard his story, it reminded me of another story. It reminded me of the story, and many, many people made this connection, the story of uh, Jim Elliott and Nate Saint and those men, those, those five men back in 1956 who tried to do a similar thing to a different group of people. And they went and they tried to make contact with them and they were all slain by them. And for many, they thought, wow, what, you know, what a waste of these amazing lives, these, these young men. But as the story unfolded, that very tribe that murdered them, they all ended up coming to faith in Jesus. And actually, the man who threw the spear through Jim Elliot has stood on this platform and shared with our congregation his story of coming to faith after that. So when I heard the story of John Chow, I thought, wow, this is, you know, has some similarities, it's different. But my whole point is to say this. You know, knowing these things, knowing our, our uh, ancestry, if you will, knowing those that have, that have gone before us, both biblically and in the history of the church, it does for us what this woman did for Jairus at this desperate moment in his life. So, church history in five minutes, a great podcast, five minute snippets, uh, of, uh, or I think it's five minutes in church history. Uh, but, but it's, it's fantastic. You can, you know, you listen to five of them on the way to work and, and you just get all of this great understanding and insight into what God has done in and through the lives of, of his people throughout history. There's a book that is also a, like a devotional and it's called, I think it's One Year in Church History. And it starts on January 1st and just takes you all the way through. And, and just gives you, you know, a few paragraphs to ponder uh, the lives of different people. And I'm saying this, that, that these kinds of things will help our faith. They will strengthen our faith. And when we come to those desperate times, we have 
uh, a resource to fall back on and to remember, wait, God did this. Wait, oh, this, this reminds me of something else. I remember some years ago, there was a situation that was happening that I was involved in, and it wasn't a good situation for me. And I remember when, as it was unfolding, I remember thinking in my mind, man, this reminds me of something else. But I couldn't quite remember what it was that it reminded me of. It's like, wait, somebody's been here before. And finally, I put the pieces together and I realized, wow, the situation that I find myself in right now is, I, in, you know, in some ways, it's identical to this story in the Bible. And, and it, it was a situation where it was Jake, you know, the Jacob and Esau story where Jacob is trying to get the, the blessing and, and uh, Isaac's planning to give it to Esau. And Jacob and Rebekah come up with a scheme to get it from Isaac. And as, as it all came together in my mind, and I put the pieces together, I said, oh, yeah, this is Jacob and Esau. And the Lord just spoke to me this fast and said, yes, that's what it is, but don't do what Jacob did. It's like, oh, okay, good. Because Jacob connived, he schemed, you know, he plotted, he, he was deceitful. He did all of that to try to get God's blessing. And God's saying, yeah, this is a similar story, but just don't do that part of it. So we have that. But then there's one more thing that I want to say. You see, you have a story. And the people around you have a story. And that's why it's not only the biblical story. It's not only the story of the past. Guess what? It's the story of, of Christians around you today. That's why we need to be in fellowship with each other. That's why we need to be connected. And that's why we need to be engaged. Now, it's great to come to church on Sunday morning. Thank you for coming. Glad you're here. Keep coming back. But don't stop at that. Don't just say, okay, yeah, I went to church on Sunday. It's great. Now it's all good. And I'll be back maybe next Sunday. Because you need the people around you for a variety of things. But one of the things, you need to hear their stories. My goal as a pastor here is that everyone in this congregation would be involved in a smaller group of Christians where you can have deep engagement and fellowship and where you can be helped and encouraged and strengthened through the testimony of your brothers and sisters. Because here's what happens. Sometimes, again, you're in a moment of desperation. Nobody even knows it. You're keeping it hidden, but you know, like this woman, you know that this is a, it just, this can't go on. You need help. You need some, something to hold on to. And let's just say, you know, you go and you get, you're involved in one of these groups and, you know, maybe you finally get enough courage to say, you know, this is what I'm going through, but you think nobody's going to be able to relate. And then the person across the room from you says, oh, well, listen, let me tell you a story about what God did in my life. And that story becomes the very word that you desperately needed. And you had no idea that that was the person's story, but you were able to be enriched by it because of, uh, of that connection. So you see, like I said, desperate times come for all of us. Our faith has to be built up just like this desperate moment came for Jairus and there was that woman to build, her, uh, to build his faith. 
And so as we apply ourselves to the scriptures, as we get a broader knowledge of the work of God throughout history, as we engage more with one another, we will put ourselves in that place. So that when we find ourselves in that desperate moment, like I said, we're not making the wrong decision, but we're doing what Jesus said. We're not being afraid and we're believing. And as we see here in the text, we see the rest of the story. Jesus uh, takes Peter, James, and John. He goes into the house of Jairus there. His daughter has died. And Jesus comes in and he says, she's not dead. She's asleep. Some people have thought, well, maybe she didn't really die. No, she really died. The other two gospels make it clear that she had really died. But to Jesus, she was asleep because he was about to wake her up. And that's what he did. And he went and he took her by the hand and as we read there, he said to her, Talitha Kumi, which is translated little girl, I say to you, arise, or, or probably more literally, get up, wake up. And he brought her back and gave her to her parents. And what a beautiful ending to the story. So no accidents in God's kingdom. God providentially oversees our lives. The seeming delays are God's ways of building us up so that our faith will be strengthened, so that when the desperate hour comes, we can make it through those desperate times. We can come out the other side. Now, in, in our case here, we have two, you know, the, the best outcomes, right? The woman wants to be healed. She's healed. Jairus wants his daughter. She's given back to him. These are, the, these are great. It doesn't always turn out like this. In other words, when we trust the Lord, it doesn't always mean that the healing's going to come. It doesn't mean that there's going to be a resurrection. It doesn't, it doesn't necessarily mean that. But this is what it does mean. It does mean, and you can be confident in this, that the, the need that you do have, you can be absolutely confident that God will meet that need in a way that will satisfy you. Even though it might not be the desired outcome, it will meet the need in the way that you would be able to say, it is well with my soul. The Lord, he wants to meet us. And he's there to meet us. And he will meet us in those times. But take advantage of the word that he's given you. Take advantage of the broader knowledge. And engage with other believers. Know the stories of faith. So that in the hour that comes, you can recall that and say, Wow, I remember what God did for that person. And I'm going to be encouraged. And I'm going to trust that my situation is going to have a similar outcome. It's going to have a good outcome because God is faithful. He's faithful to the desperate. And one final thing in closing, and I want to take it from kind of the, what, you know, maybe the physical realm into just uh, this, this other realm of conversion. Now, the woman, we see that she... Before any of this was publicly made known, she knows internally that something has happened to her. 
And what I want to say is this, you know, regardless of the outward circumstances, if you put your faith in Jesus, this is what you will know. You will know that something has happened. And that, that's what it says about her. She felt in her body that something had changed. And, you know, maybe you're desperate. And like I said earlier, maybe nobody knows you're desperate. Nobody knows how desperate you are. Maybe you've done well at concealing that and keeping that in. But you know you're desperate. And you wonder, how, what is the answer? What, how do I get relief? How do I get help? Well, I'm telling you right now, Jesus is the answer to that. And if you open your heart to him, he will come in. And even though your circumstance might not immediately change, you will know that I felt in my body something changed. Sarah Yardley was with us yesterday, and Sarah shared a story about her ministry in the UK and about a young man that she's been sharing the Lord with for many, many years. And he, he finally came to faith. And that was a huge and wonderful revelation that he came to faith she didn't know he, he it was kind of he kept it a little bit personal but then he told the story and you know it's kind of a long story she's been ministering to him for years sharing the love the gospel giving him some material to read and and so one night he just finally comes to a place and says you know I've tried everything I should probably try Jesus and so he, he just says a prayer, Jesus, you know, if you're real or I don't know the exact words, but, you know, I ask you to come into my life. And he told Sarah that he said that prayer, didn't feel anything and fell asleep. He woke up the next day and he knew that everything had changed. He knew that everything had changed. He could feel it inside. There was something that was different. And that's what happens when we come to Christ. See, our outward circumstances might not change. Or they might change through a process of time, but there's something that will change immediately. And that is something inside. Our hearts will change. And our hearts will go from being hearts of stone to hearts of flesh. And we'll go from being in darkness to being in light. We'll, we'll go from being dead in trespasses and sins to be made, being made alive together in Christ. And so if you find yourself in a place of desperation today, and maybe like the woman, you've gone to all the physicians. You've been everywhere. You've spent every bit of your resources on, on trying to get relief, and you never have. Well, Jesus is the answer. He's the one. Come to him. Now let's join Pastor Brian and Cheryl in the studio as they share about this month's resource. So Brian, a lot of people don't know this about you, that you actually love the Elisa Childers podcast. Yes, I do. And Elisa Childers on there, she deals with some of the issues of our time, especially those who are involved with kind of progressive Christianity or taking Christianity in a non-gospel direction. Yes, and her podcast is fantastic, and she has written a book, and the book is called Another Gospel. And yes, progressive Christianity is essentially a Christianity that wants to have the kingdom without the king. They want to leave the hard truths out of the biblical narrative and just sort of have a, 
watered-down kind of a Christianity for today. But they're very persistent and wanting to push this on others as well. So Elisa had an experience in a church where she was subjected to this presentation of progressive Christianity, which caused her to really dig down deep and reestablish her own roots in the faith and then have a passion to talk about this issue. And so she ended up writing this great book called Another Gospel that I would highly recommend. It's going to give you like the up to the moment issues that are being talked about in churches around the country today. And so I highly recommend it. So that's Another Gospel by Elisa Childers with a forward by Lee Strobel. Again, this month's resource is a book titled Another Gospel by Elisa Childers. You can order the book Another Gospel by going to our website, backtobasicsradio.com. Scroll down until you see the photo of it and then click on the donate button. And when you give a gift to Back to Basics, we'll send you the book Another Gospel by Elisa Childers to help you wrestle with the idea of progressive Christianity. It's our way of saying thank you for your generous support of this ministry. We'd also like to remind you that all of our other resources are waiting for you at backtobasicsradio.com or by calling our request line at 1-800-733-6443. That's 1-800-733-6443. Our desire is to encourage you in your daily walk with God. We'll continue tomorrow with more valuable insights from Pastor Brian as we study together in the Gospel of Mark. Back to Basics is the preaching and teaching ministry of Calvary Chapel, Costa Mesa, California.